Welcome to our week 11 edition of Bruce Monin's Computer Points Podcast. I'm Bruce Monin, your host, broadcasting here from the main studio in the heart of Minster, Ohio, home of our glorious seven and four Minster Wildcats. <laughs> Chuckling in the background from the greater Cincinnati area, home of the unfortunately only number 29 ranked Cincinnati Bearcats. Did we lose? Our... Yeah, we lost. Oh. I missed that. <laughs> we have our co-host, executive producer, and chief researcher, Rebecca Monin. <laughs> Not living up to the researcher part, huh? Just to fill in Rebecca here, our Cincinnati Bearcats continued their recent streak of poor play, and it finally caught them as they lost to Central Florida. Scored a go-ahead touchdown of like two, three minutes left, and then gave up the losing touchdown shortly thereafter. Oh, lovely. However, they finally return home this Saturday to host the Naval Academy at 4 o'clock in historic Nippert Stadium. The game is sold out, by the way. At the very least, hopefully we can maintain the uh, home winning streak. That's the goal. We had like the tied for the longest ever streak of wins in American Athletic Conference play, which had been held by Central Florida until we broke their streak. So. I guess all's fair and love, war, and you know football winning streaks. Mm-hmm. Turnabout's fair play. Getting back to our high school, we're going to jump straight into our... Once again, Rebecca, just two scores of the week this week. Keeping it nice and streamlined so we can get to the juicy stuff. Yes. In Region 27, a region we don't often cover, the sixth seed Portsmouth Scioteville East defeated the 11th seed South Gallia 28-18. to This was significant because South Gallia had beaten Scioteville East 22-14 to in week three and then beat them again. 40 to 34 in week number five. Gallia is surrounded by West Virginia. (laughs) That is barely Ohio. And they're playing Portsmouth, which is right on the river also. Although I believe they're surrounded by Kentucky almost. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, South Gallia was officially the underdog, even though they'd won twice during the year. Went for the third win. Even though they were favored by 13 points, they could not win the third time. So I guess the old saying wrong, it's not hard to beat a team two times. It's hard to beat a team three times, Rebecca. I mean, both seem true to me. I would say three would be generally more difficult than two, though. So, yes. My theory's always been if there's a reason you beat them the first two times, or you ought to be favored the third time, right? Probably. I High school sports are wildly unpredictable to me (laughs) and speaking of wildly unpredictable we're going to move over to region eight for our second score of the week this game featured the 15th seed three and seven little miami traveled to play the two seed undefeated xenia and little miami won the game 27 24 in double overtime wow okay and it was a Field goal kicker's paradise here. 
Little Miami missed a field goal right at the end of regulation that could have won it, but then they both kicked a field goal in the first overtime. And then the second overtime, Little Miami kicked a field goal. Xenia could not match it, and Little Miami grabbed the win. So kind of a frustrating lack of touchdowns at the end of that game, though. Right now, some lucky 7 or 10 seed athletic director was hosting a playoff game he was not expecting to have to do the work for this week. Mm-hmm. And if what I've been told is true, the money's not all that good for hosting these anyway. It's sometimes easier just to go on the road for the athletic director. Yeah, I was about to ask. <laughs> hey, parents will be excited. Except for whoever runs that concession stand and who was also not planning on being Correct. had to suddenly get supplies. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you might be raiding the kids' Halloween candy to sell at the concession stand. Speaking of which, how many trick or treaters did you have tonight, Rebecca? 34. I took a tally. 34. I tell you, at only 34, you could give out the big candy bars next year. I could. Yeah. Make you the popular lady on the block. I mean, it's it's hard to beat the neighbor who was dressed up in a full walrus outfit. Or the one two houses down who had an inflatable dragon with a smoke machine. Ooh. <laughs> I need to come to your neighborhood for trick-or-treat next year. It was pretty fun, yeah. Anyway, we are now into our second week of the playoffs. One week is in the books. Week number two coming up. If you happen to ever visit my webpage, you'll notice... Unlike everywhere else, we are still calculating computer points here. Are we now? Yes, we are. For better prediction purposes, I'm guessing, not for further seeding. Correct. My thought is the Harbin computer point system, not all that bad when it comes to trying to predict a winner, but it suffers from all computer models from lack of data. Mm. Once the playoffs hit, we get teams get out of their conferences. We get some interconference play again. Every week goes on, those ratings should get better and better. We shall test that theory, right? Because, I do wonder how okay. much of it how much of it matters when um at the end of the playoffs you're just playing teams that have been winning consistently for like three or four rounds. It's you kind think of it'd gets, be a similar number of points, so it would scale from there. You get more of a strength of schedule thing if like six of the teams you played in the regular season is still playing in the third week of the playoffs your computer points tend to go up. That makes sense. So playoff computer points is more about the uh, second levels than the first. Correct. And speaking of our first round of the playoffs, I took a look at how well things did predicting last week. The higher seeded teams in the 46 games that we looked at, that would be the teams that had the more computer points, Mm -hmm. finished with a record of 35 and 11. Not too bad, but nothing special. Considering there were games where the seeds were pretty even. Yes, there were. If we look at the calpreps.com website, it did four games better. It predicted 39 of the 46 games right. And our buddy True Pasteur this year with his newly updated formulas that he put in place, he got 41 of the 46 right. Wow. And he says, if you look at the whole state, he got over 90%. He thinks that's his best week ever. Mm-hmm. So I would congrats. say so, yeah. So we'll pay attention to Mr. Drew Pasteur and our picks here this week, all right? This week, it's a little more handleable, so to speak. We have 27 games on tap to be watching with 37 teams that we follow playing in those games. 
It's just Rebecca and I. Feelers have been put out, Rebecca, for a potential guest picker next week. No guarantees at this time. So as usual this week, we're starting in Division Two, Region 8. We had four teams in that region. We are down to one, Rebecca. Ooh. It was a okay. bad week for our yeah, team. Yeah, not good. And the team we follow, the six-seed Piqua, goes on the road to play number three, Trenton Edgewood. Edgewood, of course, has more computer points or the higher seed. Both the computers say Edgewood is a 9 to 11 point favorite in this game. And if you just want to look at how the teams played last week to see who's hot, mm-hmm. Pickle won their game by 45 points. <laughs> Edgewood won theirs by 32. So I'd say oh. they're both doing pretty well. Yeah, that sounds tight. How do you want to do this, Rebecca? You want first pick or second pick on all the games? I'll go first. All right. I'm going to go with Piqua because I want a team we follow to do well. All right. And I'm going to go with Edgewood because I would like to do better than you. Okay. (laughs) And we'll try to throw in if there's something like the team's played before or if they have a common opponent. But none of that applies to our first game, I'm afraid. On to Division 3, Region 10. Defiance remains alive. Nice upset win last week. They were expected to win a close game. They won by 35 points instead. Oh, nice. Yeah, Defiance looking good right now. Uh, They are still the 13th seed. They must go on the road to play Mansfield Senior this week, who is 9-2. The computers say Mansfield is about a 6-14 to point favorite, so one to two touchdowns. So, again, it's a a game that could go go either way. I'm going to go Defiance. We love an underdog. Also, unrelated, but it's a sign from the universe. I just found a band called Defiance Ohio. So that's the band name. Now, is there a reason they're called Defiance Ohio or do you know? They're from Columbus. I don't know why they picked Defiance, (laughs) but they did. And they had a pretty good song that I listened to. So sign from the universe. I'm picking Defiance to win. All right. I am actually going to go with you this time, Rebecca. I'm just leaning on the fact that my inside sources told me that Defiance had a young team and perhaps as they improve and are getting a little more experience as the season goes on, they'll outplay their computer ranking. At least that's the theory I'm going with. All right. Moving down to Region 12. We have two teams left alive there. First one's another WBL squad. Wapakoneta has the four seed. They are hosting the five-seed Bellbrook. So a four-versus-five game ought to be fairly close, you would think. Uh, the computers say Wapakoneta is a five-to-six-point favorite. Although, if you want to just look at last week, Wapakoneta won by less than what the computers expected, and Bellbrook won their game by more than the computers expected. So maybe, maybe it's even tighter than the computers think. No, I'm feeling a little bit contrarian this time, so I'm going to go Bellbrook. Mm. Mix it up a little. I'm mm. a selfish part of me says if Wapakoneta loses, they'll be more likely to host playoff games next week, and if I might be able to go to a playoff game at Wapakoneta Stadium. If they lose, yeah. oh, because other teams, okay, yeah. But I think <laughs> Wapakoneta is going to win. I'm taking the Redskins. <laughs> I think Bellbrook can beat the computer again. We shall see shortly. 
The other game in this region, number three, Tip City Tippecanoe at nine and one. They are hosting an upset winner, the 11 seed Trotwood Madison, who's seven and four. Trotwood pretty much used to run this region for years, and then their coach moved on somewhere else, and they started kind of slow this year, but they're coming back now that playoff time has hit. The computers say Tippecanoe by one to two touchdowns, six to 14 points. What say you, Rebecca? I'll stick with Tippecanoe. And I will too. I like Tippecanoe. Even though I did spend, you know, about 10 weeks student teaching at Trotwood, that was a long time ago, so it doesn't count anymore. It was a long time ago. Yeah, you don't have any insider information for that. No, I don't have any real connections there anymore. So Tippecanoe it is. Moving down into Division 4, we have two teams left in Region 14, both from the WBL. And I have a hard time keeping a straight face, as I can see Rebecca's Halloween costume through the screen here. <laughs> I wasn't going to wear anything. And then my neighbor came out in the walrus costumes like, well, got to put on the onesie that looks like Totoro. <laughs> For and those I who are unfamiliar little... from Midwest Ohio, Totoro is a character from a Japanese children's movie called My Neighbor Totoro, made by Studio Ghibli. And it got very popular in my generation the whole studio did with their good their good kids movies i'll take your word on that one apparently it aired on like public television when we were growing up because half of the people in college i talked to had serious nostalgia for it and i had never heard of it before so but you caught up in a hurry huh oh yeah they're very enjoyable movies hmm Maybe someday, if you ever get the uh, watching it with the nephew, maybe I'll join in with you. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I have the DVD box set. <laughs> All righty. We have a plan for six years from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for now, we should probably go on to uh, Division Four, Region 14. We'll start with St. Mary's, who's the number seven seed. They have to go on the road to play the two-seed, undefeated Millersburg-West Holmes. And West Holmes, I've heard for pretty much all the year, as one of the possible favorites in this region, if not this division. The computers say West Holmes is favored by 13 to 22 points in this game. Oof. Sounds like a lot for the Rough Riders to overcome. Yep. I'm leaning towards uh, West Holmes then, because I don't... I'd like to believe St. Mary's could beat that. I don't think they will. I'm kind of in the same boat. St. Mary's, one of those teams, pretty much run the ball constantly, never throw it. That kind of means you can determine right at the beginning whether they're going to win or not. If they can run effectively, they can win. If they can't, they're in trouble. I'm going West Holmes myself, I'm afraid. So maybe we'll have to count on that other WBL team. We have six-seeded Van Wert. Also going on the road, heading over to Sandusky to play Perkins High School, who's 10-1. and one. Even though they're the road team, the computers say Van Wert should win by 5-12 to 12 points. Mm. Yeah, I'm more than happy to pick Van Wert for an upset. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all on board the Van Wert bandwagon there. Mm-hmm. Don't know about next week if they have to play West Holmes. Then I'll have to think about it. But Yeah, that one will take some thought. For but... now, it's Van Wert. The computers agree. I am all down to follow. 
Staying in Division 4, heading south to Region 16, we still have the fifth seeder Banna alive at 9-2. and two. They get a host because the fourth seed was upset by number 13, Clinton Massey, at 6-5. and five. Oh. Now, Clinton Massey is one of those teams. They've pretty much ruled this region for many years also. Down year this year, but maybe coming back to form here at playoff time. Old Drew Pasteur. The king of the picks last week says Clinton Massey by 10 points in an huh. upset. Cal Prep says Urbana by one point. Hmm, we have computer disagreement here. Dang. Urbana got through their game against Graham last week, but just by seven points when they were favored by a lot more than that. So, you know, I kind of want to go Clinton Massey. And you know, I'm afraid I'm going to have to also. I think that's the pick here, Rebecca. They feel like they've got momentum. Yep. I think I'll root for Urbana, but I'm feeling Clinton Massey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Division 5, Region 18. We have three games to cover here. We're starting to get to a little bigger point spreads in some of these games, Rebecca. And we'll start with the big one, of course. The top seed, Liberty Center, undefeated at 11-0 playing the nine-seed Liberty Benton. So we have the Liberty game here. The Liberty game. The computers say Liberty Center is favored by 24 to 25 points. Both of these teams played Archbold this year. Liberty Center won by 16 points in week five, but Liberty Benton won by 28 points last week in a huge upset. So that's a point in Liberty Benton's favor, and it's more recent. It is more recent. But how can we argue against the Nippert of the North? And the game's even played there. Yeah. I'm taking Liberty Center. I've got Liberty Center, too. (laughs) Our next game, Defiance Tenora with a 10 seed pulled a mild upset last week. Of course, I say a mild upset. They were were playing the 7 seed, so it was pretty close in the seeding. But Tenora won that game by 30 points. (laughs) Well, they rolled. Tenora is playing the three-seed Pemberville Eastwood, who's undefeated so far. Pemberville. The computers say Eastwood's an 11 to 19-point favorite. So you want to go at the computer favorite or the team that's hot for at least one week? So my debate here is that Defiance Tenora is also a Defiance Ohio team, and therefore the universe is still giving me that sign. But Pemberville... Sounds like Pember Lee from Pride and Prejudice. And I have been rewatching some of that recently. So I'm going to go with Pemberville. He's going with Pemberville. A little Mr. Darcy vibe here, huh? Gotta get the Darcy vibe. <laughs> well, I don't have a recent Darcy vibe here, but I believe I'm jumping on the Eastwood bandwagon myself. So, as a fun fact, uh oh, 10 years ago, yes. Two, two days ago, 10 years ago, two days ago, was the first episode that Darcy appeared in of the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, a YouTube series where uh, they vlogged their way through Pride and Prejudice. So In 100 approximately five-minute-long episodes with a Correct. few bonus episodes thrown in that you don't need to watch. And I have and... already admitted to knowing far too much about this that I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want the listeners knowing about your your favorite reading habit of finding every fan fiction published about Pride and Prejudice and Jane Austen novels. Well, I guess we could have kept that quiet, but it's too late now. You have the editing power. 
Anyway, I think it was like episode 53, 56 that he showed up in. It was pretty deep. The tension was building as when he was ever going to finally show up. They only showed him for the proposal scenes. Anyway, Pemberville is my vote. (laughs) Moving on from that, (laughs) our quality matchup in this region, the fourth seed Coldwater, 10 and 1, playing the fifth seed, 9 and 2 Huron. Game will be at Coldwater. Do the computers say Coldwater, 10 to 12 point favorite? Coldwater, of course, running with a backup quarterback after the starter broke his uh, bone in his lower leg. Oh, no. They won by 34 points with a backup quarterback, so they seem to have adjusted pretty good for the first week at least. I'm picking Coldwater. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not enough points to make me think they won't be able to overcome it. I'm with you yet. I'm leaning Coldwater yet. We'll see what happens if they have to face Liberty Center next week. <laughs> What are we going to do? <laughs> Maybe they'll play the game of Wapakoneta. I can go see it. huh? Yeah, there you go. All right. Moving down to Region 20. We have two teams we follow there, and they're playing each other this week. Ooh, okay. Good news and bad news. We'll still have one team next week, but we'll only have one team next week. Our two teams are Milton Union, the two seed, undefeated on the season. Hosting number 10, Preble Shawnee, who's eight and two. They were a 21 point underdog last week and pulled off the win. So nice first playoff game by Preble Shawnee. And they'd have to do it again because the computers say Milton Union is a 26 to 28 point favorite in this game. Yeah, I'm still going to, I'm going to side with Milton Union. I'm noticing that both of them only have a 10 game record right now. So both of them missed an in season game. Yes, they did. Fun coincidence. Now, I believe like Milton Union made it up by playing someone like Doan Academy, a game that didn't mm. count in the computer points. But yes, both had someone cancel out on them during the season. So I see no reason to disagree with you, Rebecca. I'm going to go on Milton Union here, too. They've looked strong all year. I expect them to keep looking strong for a little while longer. No, oh, we're down to Division Six already. We're flying. Flying, baby. Getting into the small schools here. Oh, by the way, it was kind of nice having a few less games to put into the computer this weekend. Gave me a little time to watch the regional cross-country meet results roll in. Do my annual projections for the, uh, to see how the Division Three girls cross-country meet might go. And our Minster girls looking good again this year. There's Excellent. a chance for the fire trucks again this year. By the way, for those listeners who aren't from Minster, it looks like the Fort Laramie girls may be their closest competition. Also, West Liberty Salem, not far behind. Seems like the same teams every year. Much like in football, the same teams tend to show up in cross country. Must be a tradition thing, huh? I always had a pretty strong theory that it goes in waves. We get a state championship team. They go out. They find other people. They come back to Minster or the state championship town they raise their kids with a passion for running and then 15 years later we have another state championship team so uh there's something to that if you like running enough to do cross country and you like it enough to be good at cross country you tend to pass it on to other people in your life yep I'll I'll go along with that theory but back to football we're gonna start with Patrick Henry seven and four the number 10 seed Again, another uh, 
slight upset last week. They beat the seventh seed. So the Patriots are rolling through the playoffs here. And their reward is they get to play undefeated number two seeded <laughs> Ashland Crestview. Oh, boy. The computers like Crestview by 14 to 21 points. Now, we do have a common opponent here. Both teams played Wayne Trace. Crestview beat them by 38 points last week. Patrick Henry beat him by 12 points way back in week number two. Yeah, I don't see anything up in there other than pure spunk that would make me pick Patrick Henry. So I'm going to go with Crestview. I'm afraid I'm right there with you, Rebecca. Ashlyn Crestview just looks like the winner in that one. They sure do. Our other game, we have another road team. Columbus Grove is the five seed at nine and two. They travel to face the four seed, also nine and two, West Salem Northwestern. <laughs> it's kind of like South Charleston Southeastern. We get the we get the two Wests plus a North thrown in too into the name here. We do really love our directional teams. Yes, we do. The computers say, even though they're on the road, Columbus Grove, the five the point favorite to pull off an upset. We also have a common game here. Both teams That's played against team. Sullivan Black River. I got to, I love that name. Black. That's an Black excellent River. name. Isn't it though? Sounds like a rock and roll song or something. Someone singing about a Black River. Love that Black See, River. I went to, I bet that uh, soil has a lot of coal or uh, dark pigmentation in it. That could well be too. They've got a pirate for a mascot. Ooh, I like that too. The Black River Pirates. Ooh, it sounds good. Real, that sounds so good. Yeah. Wow. That might have to affect my pick here. I don't know. <laughs> it might. <laughs> oh, no. But anyway, Northwestern won by 23 points over Black River back in week two. Columbus Grove won by 25 points last week, so that's pretty even. This looks like a fairly even game to me. Columbus Grove comes ahead in both the things we had there, but they are on the road. Yeah, see, I was going to pick Columbus Grove because it's ours and the computer likes it, but Black River Pirates. No, but they're not playing Black River. Remember, they're playing West Salem. Oh, excellent. Okay, good. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry Black River got knocked out by Columbus Grove already, but I'm going to pick Columbus Grove to beat West Salem. Hey, if Columbus Grove's good enough to beat the Black River Pirates, they're good enough to win the next week, right? We gotta, if you're gonna get knocked out, you might as well be knocked out by a winner. So, justice for Black River. Yes, Grove for both of us. <laughs> Moving over to Region 23, West Jeff still alive at the with the 13 seed. You know, I'm gonna pick West Jeff. It doesn't matter what the things say. Well, let's see what it says anyway. They're on the road <laughs> playing the fifth seed, Cole Grove Dawson Bryant. We've got four words and a hyphen in that school name, I tell you. <laughs> uh, the computer likes Dawson Bryant, but only by five to six points. West Jefferson was obviously on the road last week playing the number four seed, so they were the underdogs, and they won by 35 points. Of course they did. Yes. So Rebecca says they're doing it again, huh? Yes. Yes, they are. Oh. (laughs) Oh. West Jeff it is. I'm in. I'm in. I'm going with it. (laughs) 
And now I'll admit it ahead of time. We are moving to our least interesting region of the week. Least interesting region. It might be the most interesting region next week. But I think this week looks like four non-competitive games to me. But we shall see. (laughs) Okay. We'll start with undefeated Marion Local. Mm -hmm. Hosting number eight, West Liberty Salem. There they are. Yep. West Liberty Salem. Odds are I'll finish at least in the top three in the girls' Division Three cross-country meet Saturday. At least that's my projection. Uh, I don't know if they'll finish in the top three in this game. I don't know. The, in the game? <laughs> the well, you think like, of the marching band's going to beat them? The computer's like Marion Local by between 49 to 62 points in this game. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I'm surprised by that. All right. I don't think Please. we even need to say where we're leaning on this one. No. Not going to be top three in the game. (laughs) Next, we have our second seed, 10 and 1, Allen East. They are hosting number seven, Bainbridge Paint Valley. The computers like Allen East by, oh, 19 to 25 points. So a much closer game. Other than that, no real connection between these two schools. At least not that I find. And you think it's going to be a sweep for the, the high seed teams, huh? Yes, I do. Hmm. I want excitement. I'm going to pick Paint Valley. All right. I'm taking Allen East. And if they're listening, I am. I do have my eye on the Allen East coach as a possible future guest. So. Uh-huh. I don't know if he knows it yet. He's a little busy, <laughs> right. He's a little you, busy you right now. Have <laughs> <laughs> you made any efforts to contact him? Yeah. Uh, no, but I know how to. I have a connection. <laughs> Watch out. We'll be sending an email down the grapevine. <laughs> Our third game, 10 and 1 Tri Village, the three seed, has found one surviving small school Cincinnati school, the six seed Cincinnati Country Day, who's nine and one. The computers like Tri Village to win by 38 to 39 points. Oof. I'm going Tri Village, by the way, Rebecca. Yeah, I probably will too. If I remember right, Cincinnati Country Day was not um they were frequent attendees of many of the uh, uh, final cross-country tournaments and races that we went to back and, in the day. And one of the better small school Cincinnati football teams historically. There are mm-hmm. not a lot of good ones down there, but Cincinnati Country Day was better than most. I'm still going Tri-Village. Yeah, me too. And to wrap this region up, we have the four seed. We could have a top four seed sweep here. Eight and three Versailles is playing seven and four Twin Valley South. The computers like Twin are like Versailles by 38 points. Twin Valley South, as you can see, as a 12 seed. That means they upset the five seed last week, and they won by 32 points when they did so. Now, both these teams have played National Trail this year. Twin Valley South won by six points in week nine. Versailles won by 47 points last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Versailles. Yeah, I don't think I even need to use a little MAC bias here to come up with with Versailles in this one. So No. Although that'd be quite an upset train that'd be going on. Ooh. Division 7, we have four games in each of the two regions we follow there, too. We'll start with the top seed, 10-1 Macomb, hosting the 9 seed, 8-3 Pandora Gilboa. Pandora Gilboa, of course, upset the eight seed last week. Not much of an upset, but they were the road team. And they won by 34 points. 
So they played very well on the road. The computers think Macomb is a 13 to 15 point favorite. And these two actually played in week five. Macomb won the game, but only by seven points. You know, I think Pandora might be out for blood. We might want some revenge. Yeah. I'm going to pick Gilboa. All right. Spice it up. I have a hard time picking against Macomb, though. But yeah, I keep an eye on that one. It's not with a lot of confidence, but I am taking Macomb. So, And our next game, the two-seed, undefeated Antwerp. They will be facing the 10th seed, Delphus Jefferson. Mm. The computers say Antwerp is an 11 to 12 point favorite. Both teams played Defiance Ayersville. Antwerp won that game by 11 points in week eight. Jefferson won by five last week. So again, fairly similar. Feels tight. Yeah. I, however, even though they're playing the Jeff Cats, I have a hard time going against the Archers of Antwerp. <laughs> oh my goodness well if you're gonna give me that sound effect i might as well pick the archers i'm picking a big i'm thinking a big compound bow you know (laughs) they're not supposed to make that much noise when you shoot them (laughs) silent but deadly oh wait no i don't want to go with that (laughs) not not wrong (laughs) that's not the best implication we want to give to antwerp I've actually seen a little bit of a couple of their games the last few weeks on television. Good looking squad. At the three seed, we have undefeated Waynesfield Goshen, the only undefeated team in all Glaze County. That's a fun fact. Of the five teams that are in the playoffs from all Glaze County, they are the only undefeated team. Yeah. And they are hosting the six seed Gibsonburg, who is nine and Gibsonburg. two. This is one where the computers can't make up their minds. Drew Pasteur says Gibsonburg by three points for the upset. Cal Prep says it likes Waynesfield Goshen by one point. So neither computer is real confident, though. Mm-hmm. Gibsonburg took out one of our teams. Edgerton last week did a little better than was expected of them. So they're rolling pretty good to start the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're it- probably 50-50-ish here, Rebecca. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, you know, I'd love to keep an undefeated Oglays County team, but I just I feel for Gibsonburg after the last couple of years they've had. So I'm gonna pick them. Gibsonburg was the team, what, three years back that went 10 and 0 and didn't get into the playoffs? Yeah, some I don't remember exactly how many years, but yes, they were the team of the incredibly bad schedule playing Waynesville Goshen, who is another team of an incredibly bad schedule. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick Gibsonburg. I'm, I'm not picturing either of these teams as being what they call battle tested at the moment, but I'm going Waynesfield Goshen. It's they got the all glaze County vibe going over there. And we finish up region 26 with the division seven, Holy war. <laughs> we have the four seed Lima central Catholic at seven and four hosting the 12 seed Delta St. John's with a five and six record. The computers say LCC is favored by four to five points. Uh, These two teams actually played each other back in week two. LCC won that game by 27 points. Everything kind of says LCC, except for the fact that St. John's has defeated an eight and three New Bremen team and a nine and two Arlington squad last two games. They're rolling. 
Yeah, they're they're used to eating up the bigger teams. Yep. LCC plays that uh, independent schedule. They usually have – there's a reason they're the four seed with four losses. They play a tough schedule. Yeah, I'm going to stick with LCC, but, boy, that'd be intriguing if Delphis kept going. Yeah. I have to go LCC, too. If Delphis won, that would probably get them McComb – that'd get them the winner of that McComb-Pandora-Gilboa game next mm-hmm. week. That would be intriguing also. But I will also join with you on LCC there. And that gets us to Region 28. We have four games left, seven teams that we follow. The one team we don't follow, Springfield Catholic Central, is an eight seed. They are traveling to number one, 10 and one Ansonia this week. And the computers really like Ansonia. Yeah. Favors them by 26 to 30 points. And I tried to figure something out from last week's games, but they both played small Cincinnati schools and whooped up on them pretty bad. So I don't think I learned anything. <laughs> And Sony actually scored 67 points last week. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that would make a computer like you. Yeah, I can't I can't argue against that. So I'll pick Ansonia. I'm I'm leaning your way. I'm gonna go with Ansonia also. Next we have our second seed, nine and two Fort Laramie, hosting the seventh seed, seven and four, South Charleston Southeastern, our favorite school with three different direct or two different directions and one of them repeated in it. <laughs> We do love our directional teams. No real connection between these two schools other than the computers like Fort Laramie by 26 to 29 points. Mm-hmm. I tend to also agree with that. That one seems... Yeah, like- despite the uh, the fun we get from having multiple directions in the name. So I'm picking Fort Laramie. Next, we have the game I will be at. Number six, Minster at seven and four, making the hour plus long drive to visit Mechanicsburg, the three seed with a nine and two record. Don't know how much the bus ride will affect things. The computers actually like Minster in an upset by six to nine points. Oh. And the only real connection I found here is these teams played one time previously. In 2014, Minster won at home 42 to 41 in double overtime. On, sure a two point, on a two-point conversion play that Mechanicsburg fans to this day will still tell you the referees messed up the call on, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Minster fans will disagree with them wholeheartedly. The whole game came down to neither team could be stopped at the end. Mechanicsburg got tired of it, decided to go for two points, came up about an inch short. Mm-hmm. Again, an inch to be argued for eternity. Yep. I think they're fiery from that, and I think they've had a couple years of being defeated in the playoffs by MAC teams right at the end. So I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to give Mechanicsburg the win this time, as much as I want Minster to win out. I I think they'll be ready for the game. I saw Dublin Kaufman got beat, so that means their coach, former Minster coach Garen Stokes, will probably be on the sidelines of Mechanicsburg with his best friend, the Mechanicsburg coach helping them out. I'm still taking Minster to beat them, though. We're going to overcome the bus ride, pull out the win. Maybe get that rematch with Fort Laramie next week. Mm, That could be exciting. That could be. And we'll wrap up this region. We have the four seed, DeGraff Riverside, hosting the five seed, New Bremen. Both teams are eight and three. Uh, So Riverside's at home. Uh, the computers like New Bremen by 22 to 27 points, however. 
Both yeah. teams also played Sydney Lehman this year. New Bremen beat them by 41 points in week two. Riverside beat them by 32 points last week. So that doesn't tell us a whole lot. Gotta go New Bremen. I agree. I hear the quarterbacks back and operating at full steam. So I'm with I'm with New Bremen on this one. And that gets us to our state to our championship game next. Oh. In eight-man football, Toledo Christian and Holgate won their conference semifinal games last week. This week they play at Bowling Green High School for the Northern Eight Conference title. Toledo Christian beat Holgate at home 43 to 6 in week eight. So I would think you'd have to make Toledo Christian the big favorite here. Mm-hmm. My quick and dirty homemade spreadsheet of computer ratings for eight-man football says Toledo Christian 40 to 21. So I like Toledo Christian by about 19 points. Yeah, I'm good to pick them. I'm picking Toledo Christian too. And if so, that'll be two years in a row. We will be crowning them our Bruce Monin's computer points state champion. They can start a collection in a corner of their trophy case. It has to be the most beloved trophy they have in that trophy, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> An injection molded formed microphone spray painted and etched with a personalized message from our ours truly, yours truly, yours truly. What more could you want in life? What more could you want? And that sums up our picking of all the games for this week in the playoffs. As I said, next week, we may have a guest picker to help liven things up a little bit. I would use Rebecca's cat there, except he doesn't seem to talk. He talks sometimes. Maybe he never says like anything piece helpful. Of paper, Holman away and see which one he paws at or something. Not a terrible idea. As always, thanks for listening. We're happy to provide commentary and opinions and non-relevant side anecdotes. Um, if you have any questions or comments about anything you've heard today or in the past, you can or want to hear in the future, you can send those to bdmonin at nktelco.net or tweet them at us on Twitter to at Bruce Monin. And as always, we will take those into account, try to include them in the podcast if it works out. And we will be back next week, maybe with a guest picker, as we look at the third round of the playoffs here on Bruce Monin's Computer Points. <laughs>